0: You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Does anybody watch Ted Lasso besides me? Yeah. Oh. I think I'm, I'm it's, in- it's on my list. Is it? Does anybody have Apple Plus, actually, to watch it? No, I pirate it. I watch oh, every episode. I, I forgot who I was talking yeah. to. Sorry, apologies. Yeah. It's... I, yeah. I
1: do have Apple Plus, but it's only for the. It's because of the the free trial for the they extended for like yeah, a year and a half. For the articles, yes, <laughs>
0: yes. Um, yeah, yeah, everybody has. And that.
1: I think I've watched like the first season of it, but I'm not. It's good. entirely it's good positive. Show. Yeah, it's really yeah. good.
0: I love it. Although not so much the second, second season. The
2: second Season isn't quite as good as the first. Yeah, there you go. Right I, there. That's exactly what
0: I was going to say. Yeah. Oh, the, there's already two seasons. Yeah, yeah. yeah the second, second one came out. They just uh, ended the second. Over the summer, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> it's not that the writing wasn't good or the performances wasn't good. I just didn't like where the they took the story. I didn't like where they took the relationships. We're rewatching. Well, no. The, sorry. Yeah. We're re- rewatching the first season because uh, Jenna's parents were in town. They don't have Apple Plus, and we've been talking it up. So we're trying to get them addicted to it. And then um, I was just reminded like how great that first season was and how I just yeah. loved the direction they took. All the characters felt right. Some of these things don't feel right. It was, but... it was refreshing. It was nice to see characters handle situations like adults. Yeah.
2: Um, and that's what the first season did really well. Like when yeah. there would be conflict and you'd think like in any other show, they would like, these people will not talk to each other. They're going to stretch this out for six episodes. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so dumb. Gonna, and then you they're lost. finally going to resolve it. Oh. And, but in this one, it was like, there's conflict and you think there's about to be like that, that typical situation. And then they just have a talk they about just it. just have a conversation. Yeah. It's resolved. And it's so cathartic to see that happen though. You're like, Awesome. I did, like, this is nice to see characters be adults.
0: I did read, like, a psychological paper that somebody had written uh, analyzing the uh, relationship between, I can't think of his name, Roy Kent and Keely in season two. Yeah. Uh, and just how like, yeah. This is how we should all uh, handle conflict in our relationships. So, there you go.
3: Uh, that's a relatively short. Uh, season right i mean there's only yeah. like 10 episodes or yeah something. yeah they don't they don't have 22 episodes to okay. fill of all of this you know yeah four episodes could have been handled it's if not you just natural yeah. is what yeah. you're saying yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 36 episodes a season and i,
0: I do love that uh, American TV is finally catching up to like British TV because they've kind of figured this out 15 20 years ago they're like we don't need to make 22 episodes when only eight of them are great we're just going to make eight yep. up great episodes, and then everyone will love it. Yeah, we'll go unless on. you're the CW, unless you're CW, <laughs> then you're still doing thirty episode yeah. shows. <laughs> yeah. You
1: know, it seems like it's like all the broadcast uh, networks still do it. It's the, it's yeah. only like the the cable and the streaming services that are that are keeping it well cut, the, uh, like tight,
3: yeah, Keep it tight. yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Keep all, all those broad, broadcast networks need to sell ad exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah you, know. you got
2: the the streaming services don 't really need to do that, and you can always go back and rewatch like they' they're getting they 're getting you there, yep. yeah
0: mm-hmm. yep. all right, it 's the editing bay right here Good on the time. next wave radio oh. network we're <laughs> talking about movies and TV and everything but video games uh no, just kidding it's the sixteen bit gladiators here on the next wave radio network. Uh, this is our weekly video game podcast where we get together, different group every week, uh, but some regular faces to uh, talk video games, video game dumb. Voices. Uh, and or, or voices in this case. Uh, well, I'm I'm looking at your your voice, your faces because we uh, do this via Discord. Maybe wrong. hold on. Let's get a screenshot of that one. Hold it, hold it. No, oh, it's too late. I missed it. The moment is over. <laughs> no. uh, every week to talk about video games. Sometimes it's a genre. Sometimes it's a, a specific franchise. Or uh, in the case of this week, it's a it's a topic or a specific uh, genre of video games in the form of first-person shooters as you know from the title already. Before we get into it, though, let me uh, introduce my co hosts We have uh, always the indelible Jay Gunn. Once again, hello, Jay. Hello, hello. Hey. Uh, joining us once again, Joe the, Thank The you. fuck you just call him? <laughs> Hi. Uh, the always lovable Joe Cuginati. Hello, Joe. Did you get that? <laughs> <laughs> that I did. That I did get. And uh, finally, the uh, the effervescent Jason Jasinski. I had to come up with an adjective because we did it for everybody else. So you're getting that one. I find you to be works. more vivacious. You're vivacious. Oh, yeah. Uh, pulchritudinous, even, one might say. Look that one up, uh, listeners.
2: <laughs> well, it's my oldest <laughs> <my laughs> favorite kind of triangle. The pulchritudinous, <laughs> that's right. Hypotenousis. Hypotenousis. <laughs> I'd like to smoke some
0: hot. I'd like I'm to get I'm high on potenousis. <laughs> 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 hey, you guys are nerds. Anybody play? Uh, well, Joe, I know you play D&D. Um, I bought uh, I yeah. played it last night did you really I know the yeah. uh, everybody uses the 20-sided die but what is the 20-sided die called anybody know 20. 20-sided die that, yeah 20-sided yeah. so die that's what everybody always no there's got to be some sort of pentach 20 hmm? yeah. oh like, like the thing oh, Yeah, yeah, yeah the the there shape, is an actual like the geometrical shape
1: yeah, there is an actual geometrical shape for it. and I, Oh, God, I can't Not remember what, the, what it's called. Uh,
0: well, those questions and more will be answered on this week's episode of the 16 Big Gladiators. Polyhedron. Oh, is that Are what it like, is? Polyhedron? I don't know. Do, I feel it, like if I say it? anything with enough authority, you're going to be like, oh, okay. Yeah, right, totally worked. I bought it. We're going with that. That is maybe. internet fact. <laughs>
1: Polyhedron just means multi-sided, but yes. All right, so technically... it works for uh, it. it
0: oh, man, <laughs> let me screen grab that. Got the so cat rubbing up on him. So what Jay is saying is... I'm right. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, all right. Everybody pose for the cameras here. That's a great screenshot as uh, Jason's cat is rubbing up against uh, our, our lovely co host this week. So not only do we, uh, we get him, uh, we get 100% more cats in this week's episode. She, she's being very needy. Uh huh. Well, that is very uncat like because if there's one thing I know about <laughs> cats, they're totally self sufficient. Mm. Right. But enough about cats. Let's come to uh, talk about what we're here for, which is uh, video games, and specifically a little genre called uh, first-person shooters, which, uh, as I clumsily explained at the end of last week's Mm. episode, is uh, the opposite of a third-person shooter, where uh, you're not seeing your body, you're not seeing uh, the character you're playing, the St. Nathan Drake running around. Uh, You were seeing it through your character's eyes, POV, hence the Mm -hmm. first-person moniker. Uh, And, uh, yeah, this was a genre that I feel like Really came uh, came about early to mid nineties when we started having these powerful PCs. Uh, Oh, oh, uh, Jay, you look like you want to take issue with that. Was that inaccurate? Oh, here we go. I mean, I
1: mean, the actual like the actual first first person games were out in the seventies. But first-person shooters didn't really start until,
0: ah. yeah, about about the early to mid-90s. Yeah, because I guess you're yeah, talking about, yes, with Wolfenstein. Yes. Yeah, Wolfenstein. You're, yeah and, and Jay, you're referring to like the Star Wars arcade game where.
1: There was, yeah, there was Star Wars. There was um, uh, like an early, oh, crap. It was Do like an early Dungeon Crawler game. Yeah, Goonies
2: yes. 2. On the NES, there were a lot of like first-person uh, portions where you're going through the cave and you're having to pick like go oh,
0: left, yes. go right. Yeah. yeah,
1: a lot of the old uh, Gold Box like D and D
0: dungeon crawl style games yeah. Yeah. like that as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, good point. Uh, but yes, with none of those did you wield a gun? Uh, which Exactly. Is the very important S uh, letter in FBS. The, the S of the F <laughs> <letter> of BFG. <laughs> or BFG. Not only a gun, but a BFG. BFG. That's right. Fucking gun. That's right. Fucking gun. Hey, you guys remember the that BFG movie? Nine thousand. That Spielberg movie that came out about a a, a giant. A couple of years the ago, BFG. that they, that they <laughs> yes. called the BFG. And I was like, you guys can't use that anymore. I understand that when this book was written, uh, there was no such thing as a BFG as we know it. But uh, yeah, every time. I was going to chuckle whenever I saw that poster. Every time. The big fucking gun. Hm? It's like, wow, Spielberg.
3: The big fucking giant.
0: Going dark.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's what ladies call Jay when he takes him home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the big fucking gun with two ends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: Welcome to the gun show. <laughs> <laughs> and this uh, zip <laughs> uh, this may very well be uh, the gun show, as it has been on the last couple episodes. We've had some good uh, episodes for your light to shine, Jay talking about emulation a few episodes back and um, our speed running episode from last week. Yes, so uh, first person shooters. Here we are talking about them. Uh, while you are correct uh, that you know that POV style of gaming had been around for a while, I really uh, I feel like it was yeah mid 90s when we started getting them on PCs. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it uh, wasn't long after that, they made their way to to uh, the home consoles. Um, yeah. yeah. You, was it you, Jason? What was the one you mentioned first? Wolfenstein. I mean, that was, uh, you know, uh,
3: I, I was playing that on, on my 286. Uh, yeah. That's the first one know, I played. I, fighting actual nazis uh you know before, before it was was not yes. not cool to have nazis in video games real nazis mm-hmm.
2: they they digitized them tron style and put them in a game actual you get to kill them
0: actual not right? uh, were that a thing that's that's like an episode of black mirror i love it mm-hmm. <laughs> good concept <laughs> uh, here we go. Wikipedia. According to Wikipedia, a first-person shooter is a subgenre of shooter video games centered on gun and other weapon-based combat, and a first-person first perspective, with the player experiencing the action through the eyes of the protagonist, and, or sometimes antagonist. I would argue, and controlling the player character in a three-dimensional space. So yeah, it's got to be 3D, got to be a POV, and it's got to be um, BFG. There you go. Le- leading all, all those acronyms. All acronyms. the acronyms in the nineties. Yes exactly, yeah. oh gosh According, it was, it's according the to the it really what, was yeah, it. the
1: Christian coalition and the and rap yeah. music yes, yeah, yes. Rap music, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely,
0: you know, uh, we jest, and I think everybody here on the podcast uh would agree that it was d and d before that oh, oh of course, yeah, you ever seen that tom hanks yeah, movie still d and d mm mm-hmm. yeah. Tom, uh, Maces and Monsters Maces and Monsters starring Tom yes. Hanks and like I, I want to say that was like uh, his first feature length role Jason are you familiar with this movie? I think so
3: <laughs> no I've never heard of this movie now I'm going to have to pirate oh, it it's so yes, great because
0: it's like teen yes, Tom are. Hanks and some college friends and it was right in the middle of the 70s when D&D was getting big and everybody there's was all satanic
1: panic yep. and all that stuff parents mm-hmm. were freaking out mm-hmm. about it
0: and so here comes yep. this uh, almost in an after school special style uh, made for TV movie uh, with yep. Tom Hanks he takes it a little too far he gets lost in the game and he st- starts thinking oh, it's no. real yeah he, he does not yep. uh, I think uh, he goes insane in the end right and they find him somewhere naked out in the field mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. really oh that's acid not D&D <laughs> exactly yep. well it was the yep. 70s uh, so it was easy to confuse the two they happened simultaneously <laughs> uh, but yes um, how, how did I get off and of beta sponsors and talking about <laughs> D&D did we ever figure out what a 20 sided dice was called we go. Each one.
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> each each one is. Is.
0: <laughs> I go right back to it. Polyhedron. Ico. Co-ci- Icosahedron. Yes. There we go. Yes. We did it. We, we wow. successfully googled something and then read it into a microphone. Now you have to use that term twenty times in the next <laughs> so week. Shit I don't remember it already. <laughs>
3: That that sounds like a word-of-the-day calendar type yeah, of thing. Yeah, it is.
0: Uh, anyway, first-person shooters. There we go. We've got the definition. Uh, we're all familiar with it. So, uh, yeah, it's time to talk about some of our favorites. And you know what? Let's just get it out of the way. You mentioned um, the whole Columbine thing, Jason. Uh, oh, that's what I was saying. I think everybody here on the podcast would agree that, um, yeah, video games... Do not. Yes. There are billions of people who have played video games, but uh, a... A minuscule percentage of them actually commit atrocities. Do they perhaps play video games? Yes, but uh, causation does. How's that? How's that you saying? It's, correlation um, does not, does not equal causation. causation. Yep. Exactly. Thank you. Uh, so okay. that is the mindset of, of uh, our hosts here on the 16-bit Gladiators. But uh, hard to deny that um, first-person shooters have made training for such a scenario much easier. Uh, I hate to say it, but much in the same way that you know, the 9/11 hijackers turns out they were uh, using like some Sony PlayStation games okay. and some flight sims mm-hmm. to practice for uh, that sad day. Uh, well, there's a,
1: mm-hmm. I, I, it's, I would argue that there's a difference. Like there yes. is a, there is one thing like playing a flight simulator where if it is an actual like realistic flight simulator and you have all the different controls and things like that, so that you can train yourself which controls do what. I can kind of see that being used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with training to shoot somebody, I can see desensitizing yourself to shooting somebody, but actually training yourself to fire a weapon mm-hmm. using a mouse and keyboard or a controller, it's not, it's not anywhere the same. near, yeah. <laughs> and
0: yeah. that's a great argument, but uh, what what, your, not but what is being improved is your hand eye coordination, your reflexes, you know, your timings. I mean. <sighs> If, you know, if I played laser tag every day, I know this is a little more tactile. Um, but you know that that would be mm-hmm. training for combat. You know, uh, yeah, and yeah, it's it's a, it's a specious argument, um, and I, I don't think we, we shouldn't be calling for the banning of video games. Certainly, like, no. yeah, we we no, no. millions of people enjoy this genre uh, and successfully don't kill anybody in their entire lives. Uh, our panel, I think well, most of our panel is included put, on that list.
2: To look at it from a lesser degree, like I played a lot of Grand Theft Auto, and when I'm playing Grand Theft Auto and I'm having to drive around the street, like I lose my patience, like following behind people. So I just like barrel through people all mm-hmm. the time. I've never done that in real life. Right. Like yeah. it's never desensitized me. Like I've never gotten to the point where I'm like, oh, I can do this now. Yeah. No, you're not smacking home with the game. It's I've only been one hooker with a in my entire life. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> Please
0: cut that out. <laughs> but was it before or after you played Grand Theft Auto? That's and, and that's the key. <laughs> it was before. So I mean, you know. There you go. I think you're I think you're safe. All right. Uh, well now that we've got the political uh, (laughs) argument out of the way, um, yeah, let's dive into some of our uh, favorite FPSs. Now, I'll be honest, uh, not my favorite genre, the first-person shooter. I went through a phase, um, and and I enjoy one every now and then when something new comes alive, but for the most part, I'm kind of of the mind that uh, you know you play when you play them all. Yeah, you can change characters and guns and and um. And there's six six different settings. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You know. Yeah. So there's a lot. And of every the... every one of them is different. different. <laughs> he's he's going figure quotes yeah. for the uh, listening yeah. audience. Yeah. Um. But if that's your favorite, t- like uh, more than just a subgenre, like I almost want to put first-person shooters in an entirely different like video game category. Like it's like. I mean, there, there are people who will only play puzzle games, right? You know, your grandma playing yeah. uh, Sugar High or whatever that game is called on your iPhone. <laughs> there are some people who only do racing games when they're out at a Dave & Buster's, but they don't play video games in their real life. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, there's some people who, for video, the term video games for them means first-person shooter. I think we're a yeah. little more... I
2: think, uh, I, mean, I think that comes down to what it is that you like. I, for me, the problem is FPSs have started to kind of germinate into other genres and true has you know they've become more relevant to me at least like i can't just put them in a category all their own because you've got games like bioshock that like Mm -hmm. tell wonderful stories and like have such like rich character design and power building and stuff like that that like good script yeah Mm yeah fantastic script like really heady um and, and there are some games, even the Call of Duty games have, like, there's some good story that's going on in there. And I can get yep. to that later. But, yeah, I can't just put them in a genre all their own. But just like you, Joel, like, they're not my go-to. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it, a lot of ways I look at FPS is kind of like dabbling in bisexuality when you're in college. <laughs> like, it's a phase you go through, right? Like, I... Right? <laughs> <We'll> <laughs> just Didn't we wall. all do that? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But it is, like... First person shooters, I think even people that don't like first person shooters, there's one at least out there they like that they're not thinking of but that they like. Um so this'll be this'll be a fun discussion to dive into. Good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I was just gonna say I, I kinda had the same the same kind of phase uh where early uh, or I'd say <laughs> mid to yes, yes, that that phase <laughs> in college. Uh you know, mid to early two thousands was <laughs> Pretty much all I would play was FPSs. Oh, really? and Yeah. And then after after about 2002, 2003, uh, no, actually, it was after about 2004, because that's when Half-Life 2 came out. Mm. It seemed like all of them were either they were just copying Half-Life 2 or they were yep. just going straight up, only multiplayer stuff. And it was like, eh. Yeah. Whatever. I'm done with I'm done with and I didn't play another FPS for like years. Um, when I say that. I didn't play another FPS other than the Metroid Prime games uh, for years. Yes. Um so and until you know, I'd say probably until maybe 5 6 years ago when I picked them back up again because they were starting to get like with the BioShocks and I would I would go back yeah. and and experience stuff like Halo and things that I hadn't played before and going holy shit there was actually some good stuff
0: out there yeah yeah and you guys ring up a good point you and joe talking about the bioshocks and the story driven um and, and jason you said it too um but for for me you can't get past the point that the main gameplay mechanic like even though yes you can tell a story for there but like i still have to uh, shoot a bunch of things uh yeah. in an yeah. fps yeah. style uh to experience that story it's not like something i can do on mm-hmm. rails uh and and I, i'll be honest it's probably why I haven't gone through Bioshock yet. It took me so long to go through Portal and Portal 2 um, because they're not my favorites. But uh, I will say (laughs) Portal 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, Well, both of them, really. And, uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I I wish I had waited that long.
2: And there's a level of immersion that you do get by being in that first-person point of view, experiencing a story through the eyes of the protagonist. Like, that kind of immersion does... You know, it does help. You know, there's this weird subconscious level of like...
0: Yep, I'm here. You are kind of taking that on, yeah. Yep, I love it. Uh, Real quick before we dive into more games, Jason, uh, what was the first FPS you remember playing? Wolfenstein. It was Wolfenstein, okay.
3: It was Was Wolfenstein. Was
0: that the beginning of a love affair for you?
3: Uh, Indeed it was. Um, uh, You know, uh, I went from Wolfenstein to Doom. Uh, mm-hmm. And what was what was cool about Doom was uh, my friend's dad had a Novell network set up. Ooh, uh-huh. and, yeah. You... So we had Doom on uh, on two computers, <laughs> and that was the first time I had ever experienced Land a multiplayer. Party land mm-hmm.
0: wow. and
3: oh my god i mean we stayed up i had to have been for 28 hours and just and there was only like two or three levels you <laughs> yeah. know and, and like two or three guns but i mean we just continued to just hammer each other with uh you know whatever we could find whether it was the rocket launcher shotgun you know it, it was just all-out war for forever uh and it was it was a really good experience
0: nice um
3: and and i think that multiplayer aspect of the first person shooters mm-hmm. uh, that you know takes that to a whole nother level you know yeah. you, you've, you've got that uh, you know single player storyline type stuff where you really get in and then you know it's just uh, an all out you know one against all uh, mm-hmm. you know when you get online and uh that's that's where the problem started for me it, you know what and it's
2: funny because the problem in different respects because i think the addition of multiplayer i think is probably a very polarizing thing maybe even with this panel because like i have no interest in multiplayer first person mm. shooters i have no interest in pvp give me the story if you don't have a good story yeah. attached to your game I'm not interested. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's funny that you know. But then you've got someone like Jason who's going to find the value in something like that. You know.
3: Well, it was it was it was detrimental value for sure. Because <laughs> you, you know, I mean, when when you hop in and it's four o'clock in the afternoon and you're like, oh hey, I'm going to be number one, and then by yep. you know two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> you're still playing, uh, and you you may have been one.
0: At some point, two or three times. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, but,
3: but it wasn't a majority of the time, yeah. for sure. Gotta quit while uh, you're ahead. Yeah, yes, it's like that—that that Vegas
2: mentality, you know. Let me—I'm gonna—I'll quit when I'm on top. Let me quit while I'm ahead. Yep. You know, let me get one more win.
0: Yep, it never works out that way. I'm—I'm I'm like you guys, like discovered, uh, you know, Wolfenstein and and Doom. Really was what it was for me. I remember, you know, one of my friends who uh, had a had a home PC and some video games. Like Doom was one of the ones he had, and we would just like take turns playing on that thing. But it wasn't until um, like you were talking about Jason, the kind of couch co-op or the LAN party. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, it was the Nintendo sixty four and GoldenEye. Yep. GoldenEye. Yep. From because I was getting tired of the first person shooter, and then it's like, oh wait, we, we, four of us can sit next to each other and combat uh, Go on to yeah. my screen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. That that was kind of a special skill, right? Being able to play your own game, but kind of like peeking over at the other squares to uh, see. You kids don't realize back in the day we had to share a screen Figure out where that guy was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: But,
0: but, and not a flat screen, a
1: tube. Yes. Yep. With <laughs> yeah.
0: sub uh, Apple Watch resolution, you know, <laughs> and and the, yes. the resolution on GoldenEye and the Nintendo Nintendo sixty four. In general, uh, you know, was was I mean of its time when you're just playing Orbit. one player, yeah. But then you try to squeeze, you try to squeeze four squares into the uh, amount of one, and you're looking at like some postage stamp size graphics. But but the frame rate was always great, and and that's mm-hmm. what made it fun to play. It was good enough to make out, and the you know the the, the levels yeah. were kind of rudimentary enough, uh, and, mm-hmm. and and wasn't too deep. But for me, that was kind of my my trainer uh, first person shooter. That's yeah. why
2: three out of the four of us are wearing glasses now because we spent so
0: much time <laughs> so close to the TV playing Golden. True, I smell a class action lawsuit. <laughs> to make this happen. Uh, all right. Well, oh, well, well J- then Jason, one more question: Is it fair to say yeah. um, FPSs take up uh, what a, a majority, a chunk at least, of uh, your game playing time? Um,
3: I would say they used to. I mean, oh, I moved I, on. I, I, yeah, I play. I play a lot of everything you know I, I don't necessarily have one genre uh i i've I haven't played a whole lot of rtss lately you know yeah. uh, th- those just take a lot of time yeah, it takes so, so much time um, yeah yeah um uh but i i love first person shooters those those are definitely a a great cathartic release yeah uh you know um, uh, headshots are my favorite. As soon as headshots, <laughs> yes. uh, you know, they started being recorded in games, or you know, you you saw on the on the little scroll by headshot, you know, mm-hmm. ultimate damage or fatal headshot, yeah. whatever it was. Those those just bring me so much joy. That dopamine um, hit.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly.
3: Uh, in fact, I have a I have a screenshot. I think it was Far Cry Five. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they tally all of those stats, uh, and I had like. 600 kills and, like, 500 some-odd headshots.
0: Oh, Jesus. Jesus. And,
3: I mean, it's just so fun when you get the right weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you, can, uh, you can just hide and just take people out, you know, uh, and, and then just stroll on in, do whatever you got to do, you know, and that's you true. really haven't, you know, had to have a huge engagement or anything like that. Uh, yeah, the, that, that's my happy place.
2: Far Cry has that fun, like, tactical element to it, too, where you're kind of, like, you, you, you're you taking in, like, you're surveying an entire base and, like, trying to figure out strategically how to get in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's one of the things I enjoy about that FPS.
3: Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, and not all of the Far Cries are good by any means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I think Far Cry 3 was really horrible. Uh, really? Three? Far, I, mean, maybe I thought two. 3
2: was the best yeah, one. Three was, two was
3: terrible yeah it was two it was the the one when you're you're in africa or something like that yeah and like
2: well it because here's the thing that sucks about an fps if enemies respawn Uh, like that's just like you're and they've come back to that i guess Mm -hmm. with the new far cry far cry six or seven whatever just came out i guess enemies respawn again while you're trying to take out bases and like that was the thing about like with far cry three I would take my time and like yeah, slowly snipe. pick people off. But if you take too long, they start respawning on you. And it's like, well, there yep. goes my strategy. Yep. Uh-huh. And that can't happen in real life. Why is this happening here? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but, but yeah, dude, three three really took off. And like it just it's such a fun aspect. I'm sorry, this was your game, but like I'm, I'm <laughs> well, like jumping in on it. I just love the way they explain the powers like you got the tattoos and like, uh-huh. you know, you'd have the fever dreams and stuff. And like <laughs> it, it it took the storytelling of the FPS and, you know, it, it gave it that Far Cry twist and it, it was a great marriage. Yeah. Uh,
3: in fact, I think that's the one that you can wait out. Uh, the opening no. sequence. That's well, four. That's four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. where you can beat the game in 12 minutes or something. Yeah. Goes, we talked about, about that last week.
0: Listen yeah. to our uh, speedrunning episode from last week where we talked about that very <laughs> game, if you want to hear that story. Nice. <laughs> but one of the things that this game had, and this is what I like, when first-person
2: shooters can kind of add something very unique, something mm-hmm. that's just for that game in this one there was a level where you go to like a cocaine field or or marin was it a marijuana field and you start burning up you start burning oh, yeah. up the whole field and as you're burning it up you start hearing this like reggae song start playing <laughs> and your vision is kind of blurred and like kind of everything slows down as you're killing people as they're coming after Every you little thing I th- it was it was so cool right. no it was like <laughs>
3: Skrillex, it was like Skrillex song. Oh, I got you. I hear you. Oh, it was it was so cool, man. Yeah, they've they've done some some good things with the with the Far Cry series for sure. Yeah. Um, uh that that's probably part of the first Far Cry. Uh, I mean, that was. Yeah that was just revolutionary that was a absolutely
1: revolutionary at the time yeah uh
3: you know you could get on the hang gliders and you know all this stuff in the boats and water and uh, yeah it was just they did the a... open world aspect was great
1: mm-hmm. yeah uh, and, the, and the the draw distance that they were able to push out of that on on like 486 machines at the time oh was, yeah
3: Ab- ridiculous. absolutely ridiculous yeah um and you know that was I think probably one of the first games where it was like if you could see it you could go to it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Uh, yeah. They they really changed the game uh, when Far Crime came out, and I, I think there were a lot of people that started to to say, oh, we 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 kind of have to up our game, you yeah. know, because mm-hmm. um, uh, you know the story on that was great. Um, you know, uh, when I finished it, I was like, ah, it's over. Now I gotta play it again. Um, <laughs> I but, love games uh, like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I mean, you know, the, I, I I think without Far Cry, uh, you wouldn't have a lot of the games that you have now. Like uh, I want to say, uh, Crisis came after Far yeah, Cry. Crisis right? Yeah, Crisis came after, mm-hmm. uh, and that was you know similar similar type thing. Um, and then you have you know uh, uh, Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds yeah. is really good i don't think there would have been you know that outer worlds uh or even mass effect um mm-hmm. you know i i think far cry definitely uh led the charge when it came to uh storyline graphics uh interface uh you know they they changed a lot
0: maybe 2022 will be the year uh i finally play a far cry game and it uh, <laughs> oh man do it which i start it. with it's four good. part four you think Three. Three, or four, really?
3: three, yeah. four. three or four. Three. All right. We'll do
0: three. Uh, even uh the, the new of, uh uh five.
3: No five. Uh, well uh not the new, one that, new the New Dawn oh, with Gus Spring. Yeah. The one that Gus
0: Spring yeah. just yeah, yeah, yeah. Five
1: was yeah. five was pretty good too. Yeah.
2: Um well five is the one with the rednecks. Yeah. So yeah. you got Three, three is the one w- with the bros that go to the island. Then mm-hmm. there's four. That's the uh, going to the Himalayas. And the Himalayas. Yeah, and... five is the rednecks, and now six. I think is that new one with Gus well, yeah. from Breaking they, uh... Bad.
3: Mm-hmm. They yeah. had uh, uh, they had one in between. Uh, that was like an add-on, I think. Oh, to- yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's there that one. The, was not Like great. the animals, where you control like tigers and stuff. Because, yeah. Like, because you
2: did, in the Himalayas, you had the fever dreams where you're controlling it. And yeah. they're like, people seem to like this. Let's make a yeah. whole game of it. And
3: then the fans were like, No, yeah. we didn't want well, that at all. It, it was. No. It was almost. I, I think it was. Uh, they were trying to because at the end of of five with the, uh, with the cult, did you know the bomb went off? Yeah. Um. So so this one was kind of almost trying to continue that story i think
1: yeah kind of uh, via the aftermath of it yes yeah uh
3: yeah. but i mean you know uh played it it was okay uh, yeah. it w- wasn't as good as the main game though you know i'll that, tell you the you
1: know. the absolute best spin-off though was um uh oh, blood the, dragon uh, the one with michael Bane? yeah yes. the 80s yeah
2: yes. the blood dragon spin-off oh, of three Oh, so good. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. I'm telling you, Far Cry 3 is the best one. All right. There you go. That's the
0: best one. That's what I'll start with. Well, let's catch the listener up then. Uh, So, uh, Jay's internet has gone out. Um, well, while we were taking a little bit of a break. So hopefully he'll come back because we've all decided amongst the three of us that none of us have played the Metroid Prime trilogy, which is very Who cares important. cares
2: about Metroid Prime? Yeah, it's not even a real <laughs> FPS anyway, right? Yeah, that's stupid. Who, what kind of dummy <laughs> likes to play that game?
0: Uh, Someone called it the Ultimate <laughs> FPS. Uh, so it hopefully will be mentioned uh, not just here, but later on when Jake can rejoin us. Assuming his internet comes back, but until then, we're just going to power on through. All right. Uh, so mm-hmm. we talked about Far Cry, we talked about Bioshock, we talked about GoldenEye. Um, go we, we've
2: touched. We touched on Bioshock. Well, let's um, talk more
0: about it then. Let's unpack that. I, I,
3: I think you have a lot to say on
2: Bioshock. I mean, I, yeah. I do, and I'm going to try not to say a whole lot, but I will say like Bioshock, it, like gives me so many of the diverse feelings, like things that, like things that you can only do in an FPS. And that's like to give you that sense of like dread of like danger. Mm -hmm. Like Uh when I'm playing a third person game, like I always kind of have this feeling of safety because I'm removed from it. Yeah. But like in an FPS, like I got that feeling of like dread. Like I don't know what's around the next corner. And Bioshock, the first Bioshock specifically, did that so well. And then when you get to like halfway point, like the later parts of the game where you're dealing with the big daddies, like it gets absolutely terrifying, uh, and and it was wonderful how like it manipulates you to the point like where at the end and you find out like what the big MacGuffin is, what the big reveal is, and like you're you're slapping yourself because you're like I didn't see it. Uh-huh. It's. It, again, and, and I'll touch on this probably a couple more times while we have this discussion. It's one of the things that a good FPS will do right. And it's putting you in the eyes of the protagonist and you actually feeling like you're playing a role in what's going on. You're shaping, not just reacting to things in this world, but you're kind of shaping the things that are happening. And then they just took it to a whole new level with Bioshock Infinite, where mm-hmm. they turned a bunch of genres on its ear, where, like, you know, you're used to escort missions and games. And everybody was like, well, this game is like one big escort mission. But then when you think about it, you're like, it is. But you're the one that's being escorted. Uh And like you're actually supporting this other character. And like, ah, just like so many things. Like the the implications of that alone and then just like what you do in this game and like realize who you are and how you relate to everybody else and your character and how your character has played such a huge role in shaping this world Like, after I finished that game, I spent so much time on fan theory websites and looking up YouTube videos of, like, the the psychology of Bioshock Infinite, and I don't think a third-person game would have had that same impact. I mean, you may have come close. There's stuff like Knights of the Old Republic has a great twist, and you kind of find yourself engrossed in it. But I don't think to the same level of Bioshock Infinite. I don't. There are very few games that have made me feel the way that that game has made me feel. And uh, I mean, Attab- kudos to the people that made it.
3: It, it made you feel attached mm-hmm. to the yep. game, to the environment, to the characters,
2: em- um, emotionally attached, especially yeah. to like to Elizabeth. And as Elizabeth is telling you the story, as you're making your way to the the climax of the game, and not just like the final battle. After the final battle, when everything's being explained, and like. You're still like your heart is pumping, and like you're learning all these things, and you're taking it on. Like you're like I did that. Like mm-hmm. oh no, I can't believe I did that. And like you're forgetting. Like no, you didn't do that. Booker DeWitt did that. Like, but you're you right. Need to create that that division. You're right though,
0: Joe. It's it's being literally literally in the eyes, looking through the eyes of a character is is so much more immersive. In a way that that third person style just isn't. Uh, however, right. I will say um, a detriment to that is that you are literally in those person's eyes, um, except that your peripheral vision is not as great as it would be in real life. Uh, and there's some this blind spots. Whereas, and mm-hmm. I think that, but that can add to that sense of, uh, of urgency and fear, like if you, mm-hmm. because you've got kind of tunnel vision in a way that you normally wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have to uh, look around. you got to look You're around. like, oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh, shit. And, and on a swivel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the de- developers the- take advantage of that by kind of, you know, fucking with you and putting things in places mm-hmm. where it's not until you turn uh, that you'll see it. Jump scare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
2: Now, now, the thing is, though, for every game that gets it right, like Bioshock and yeah. Bioshock Infinite, there are so many. And that's, I think, why FPSs get such a bad rap with some people. Yeah. There are so many games that get it wrong. Um, and as fun as they were, and there's a place for them. The Duke Nukem titles, while fun, in a very, like, juvenile way, Mm -hmm. they're they're some of the worst examples in the FPS genre. Like, they're just such bad games. Uh, (laughs) Especially, I think it was Duke Nukem Forever. It was so terrible. Victorious.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that was, I think that was kind of an easy development thing, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, that you didn't have to put a whole lot of thought into it. Uh, you know, you could kill whatever, you know, you could make the enemies, whatever, uh, you know, and it was just simple mechanics. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and then it, it, you know, it evolved. I mean, like, um, you know, people started coming out with, uh, uh, mods for, you know, Quake two and Quake three. And, uh, you know, you had Quake two rocket arena. Uh, (laughs) you know, and, and that was, that, that was really awesome. You know, you could rocket jump and do all of this other stuff and it was, you know, team based and, um, you know, that's when it actually like, you know, you hit somebody in the arm for 26 damage and, you know, (laughs) instead of just, oh, you know, you shot him and killed him. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, they, they started to, you know, really add that granularity to, the destruction that you were doing to somebody else. Um,
2: Hey, wasn't
3: and I might be wrong. Wasn't Trent Reznor connected to Quake
2: in some way? Did he do the soundtrack or something? Soundtrack.
3: Nice. And, uh, you know, and I was going to bring that up. Uh, You know, another, another really cool thing is, you know, of of course, you know, one of my, my favorite musicians is Nine Inch Nails. Mm -hmm. Um, But having that tie in, you know, to a real world experience in, in the game, uh you know and and the 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 soundtrack is amazing uh you know it, it's it's it, it's so engrossing and it it just pulls you in uh it's gritty and uh, you know just industrial and, and as him. you're going going through these levels you know uh yes it just fits so well um and it's it's really nice you know, when, when artists like that can contribute something and, and really affect the atmosphere of the game and not just be, you know, a background track, uh, you know, like on, what was it? The need for speeds, oh, right, yeah uh, they just you know, License it, a
0: bunch of uh, pop songs, right?
3: Yes. Yes. And there's no real connection to mm-hmm. the game. Yeah. It's just music to play to while you're driving yeah. you know there there's no build up in certain areas or you yeah. know anything like that I mean Trent
2: Reznor straight up scored yeah. Quake yes. if i understand yes. correctly yes. this wasn't yes. just like a collection of songs that like no. these are just going to play in the background while you're playing like
3: right. you yeah. no, this it, it was actually thought out for the game yeah um well, uh it, it, just mind blowing
0: foreshadowing where his uh, career would take him after uh, exactly and i am
3: indeed uh, uh and that's, that's another really cool thing to see how that evolution has—I mean, he scored a Disney movie. Yeah, I know. Won an Oscar. I he won an Oscar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I mean, I—you I, know—the the 16-year-old me would be like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no way in hell that you know, is right? working Disney with movie. Me. I think
2: I think I said the same thing. Like I was like, had you told me while I was standing at <laughs> Starplex watching him, watching him and David Bowie, David Bowie jam Bowie out. out. And you were like, hey, in Someday. about 30 years, he's <laughs> going to win an Oscar for a Disney movie. Like, Get the fuck out of here. What
0: are you talking about? Yeah. And it's a really good score, too, man. I actually have it on yeah. vinyl. Yeah. yeah,
3: has yeah. to be expected. Re- really good. And, and, I mean, good movie, too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's nice when he gets tied to good projects.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like most of the things he's scored have been... Like, so, so, I was about to say, Social yeah. Network, that, and um, yeah. I think he did another one. Girl. Yeah, for, another uh, feature like, movie. Oh, the right? yeah. That's the one. Yeah.
3: Uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. That's right. The other Fincher mm-hmm. movie. Um, that's yeah. Something
0: else. Yeah.
2: Every, how many, like he's done almost like probably two thirds of David Fincher's films.
0: Uh, I think you're right. Yeah. I don't know that it's that many because I think he was making movies, Fincher longer than uh Reznor. Well, no, know. that's
2: what, it's yeah, a, that's what I'm saying. Like two, Fincher did, like he, he obviously didn't score Alien 4 <laughs> or whatever yeah, it was. 3, yeah. <laughs> Alien 3. Or, or but Panic like Panic yeah. Did he not do Panic
0: Room? No, and and somebody else did what Fight cool. Club. Um, the Dust yeah. Brothers did Fight Club or something like that. Yeah, Chemical uh, Brothers. Chemical Brothers. There you go. That one. Chemical Dust. Dun, was that?
2: Yeah, it's some
0: alcohol. Is that commercial. Chemical Brothers? I think so. Yeah, yeah. it was. Is Galvanized? Yes. Wow. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, it's like you worked in radio
2: or something. Because you might as well be here Then you might as well be here Then you might as well Don't hold back (laughs) Pretty accurate representation The beer commercial That just I love that shows like Where you Like the influences The different influences
0: Where we hear music Yeah Joel's like yeah The beer (laughs) commercials. Jason's like What is a commercial What are commercials I get all my shit on Pirate Bay Hey so Joel At least
3: I don't have to hear Hear artists sell out
0: (laughs) Yeah that's true
2: (laughs) We've talked about our origins with yeah. FPSs mm-hmm. and like what we've enjoyed. Uh but we haven't really talked much about you and your experiences with FPSs. No. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I kind
0: of gave my background a bit there with GoldenEye. Like that was a big one for me. I played Doom on the PC, but um
2: Has there ever been one that's like really like gotten you story-wise where you've been like, "Man, like this is this is more than just like this transcends the genre."
0: You know, m- most of my favorite have been uh, recent plays for me. Uh, you know, I mentioned Portal earlier, even though that's not a new game, it was a new one for me. Played that one in the last couple of years. Great experience. Um, there's a- one that came out a few years ago, also called Control. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that one, but uh,
3: yes, really, that one was really good.
0: Very like kind of supernatural, fringe. Oh yeah, um, and you-
3: a- real psych. Yeah, uh, psychological. That's what I was trying yeah, to say. Yeah, that's
0: sorry. right. A uh, psychokinesis, right? She could like move stuff with yes. her mind, and she can turn uh, parts of a wall into like a gun and like fire little bits yeah. out. Um, so I, much like you, Joe, you know, I'm not into the Call of Duties and the battlefields. Like I, I don't, I, I actually have a, a like a moral, I- not a moral issue. Um, I don't like playing games that were based on history, where like. People actually die. Like it feels a little dirty, you know. It's like, hey, here's a world war. Here's the bombing of Pearl Harbor. It's like, well, these are actually historical things that happened, and we're kind of making sport of it. Um, I don't know. There's some of that stuff leaves a bad taste in my mouth, but I love it when uh, there's a sci-fi bent to it. And Control has that, and Portal has that. Uh, You know, like you said, telling your own story uh, using this mechanic um, and and making it more uh, fun because. You you either like to you know point guns and shoot or you don't. Um, I, I I do, but to an extent, and I, it's not it's not taking up over fifty percent of my gaming. You know, well, I like all types of gaming, this included, but you know it's 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 a percentage of uh, the types of game I enjoy. Yeah.
3: Well, with, there's, with control, it was all, there was also a little aspect of uh, RPG in it, you know, building up yep, your yep, character right. and, you know, mm-hmm. get, getting the abilities. And, and uh, actually, I mean, there was, uh, you know, first-person shooter elements. There was, uh, you know, puzzle game elements. Yes. There was all of this stuff that, you know, you had to really think about and wrap your they, – they did a, a superb job with putting that together. Yes. Uh, and mm-hmm. the progression of the game, you know. Um, Did you play all the way through it, uh,
0: Jason?
3: Yes. Uh, now I, I haven't got any of the DLCs, uh, but I think I'm going to uh, do that uh, sometime this month.
0: Nice. Uh, yeah. Grab,
3: grab that again and, and play through because that was very enjoyable. Uh, you know, it had. It wasn't. I, I mean, it was repetitive in a
0: sense, but it yeah. wasn't. Repetitive enough to make it a a blog. Yeah, the story uh, you know. was engaging enough, and the the like yes. you said, the variety of gameplay uh, was there. Right. Yeah. Yep. And, and for that matter, I'll put uh, you know Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven or whatever the name of that game is because uh, yeah yeah it's uh, I think history will uh, be kind to that game uh, and its impact on so. uh, the FPS genre.
2: I think so. It's funny because I was kind of with you on Call of Duty. Like, it's not really the one that I gravitate to, but it is the one that's responsible for me getting back into FPSs, like kind of considering them. Uh, And it was, I think it was Call of Duty 3, where like there was actually kind of a compelling story. And I'm kind of with you on like historical shooters. And I think it started with a game that I played um, called JFK Reloaded. (laughs) Oh, yes. And it, it, There was something, there's something kind of dirty about that. And I think it was Call of Duty Modern Warfare that has like a level. And before you play it, there's like a warning. And it says like, if you don't want to play through this, like, please know that there's this level you can check this box to not play it. But it's this whole thing about like going into an airport and shooting up a bunch of innocent people. uh, And then you end up getting killed. But like, I get it. It's kind of part of like the overall story. Like they were trying to create a more cinematic kind of experience. But there's still something like... I don't think we necessarily needed to do that. I yeah. think there was there's there's a way around that, and that kind of turned me off even though like at the end it was a compelling it would have made a better movie, I think than an interactive experience um, but like that's kind of what got me into it and then I got into Halo and then yeah. eventually found my way to found my way to Bioshock. but like there was a there was one game, and the, this whole thing is like just a, a long loop to get to this thing. <laughs> it was called um uh I think it was called Breaking Point. Um, And it was like this alternative history like this. Yeah, they was, I, I think that's what you would call like alternative history where you're playing this guy working on a construction girders in New York City. Oh, yeah. In like the 1940s and like yeah. Nazi Nazi planes and like airships come and bomb New York Harbor. And you make your way down and become part of a resistance to fight the Uh Nazis in New York City. Great concept. Amazing concept. The thing was, it was made by a group called like, I think the programmers were called Codebreakers, And they were known for making like the Game Genie and stuff. Um, So the game itself, like the gameplay was real rickety and and wooden. Uh, Had it been in the hands of someone like EA or Ubisoft, it probably would have been fantastic. Oh, yeah. But... Like, it was a great concept, but done completely wrong. Oh. I would love to see someone redo this. Because, like, that kind of thing I can dig. Like, give me alternative history where, like, something's different. Like, there's, it kind of goes into, like, the sci-fi aspect. Like, it's <laughs> something I'm not familiar with. And, like, therefore, I can kind of separate myself from it. But if you're putting me in the midst of World War II. Yeah. And, like, you, you want to elicit an emotional response from me. And suddenly I'm, like, having, having a shootout in, like, a an abandoned concentration camp or something. <laughs> I know. I don't. I don't
0: need to do that. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad it's not just me. Yeah. It feels dirty. Yeah. But, but I'm sure if I loved FPSs more, I would, you know, get past it and uh, find a way to, to play them. It just uh, the reward isn't there enough for me. Right. Yeah. So this is a great topic for me to be talking about on this week's episode. But uh, no, thank, look. Thank God. Thank God. Jay isn't here to join us. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, but, we'll have to think about what other games Jay would have mentioned besides the Metroid Prime trilogy. But, you know, you mentioned one, Joe, that uh, I can't believe had not come up before, the Halo series. Like, I remember yeah. uh, I had a couple of buddies who uh, had the original Xboxes uh, that I worked with uh, about, uh, yeah, ten, 10 years ago now. And uh, mm-hmm. we had a little uh, studio there, and they brought the Xbox into the studio, and we had a big screen TV. And over lunch yeah. breaks, we'd have uh, little LAN parties there with four-player Halo and... Uh, I man, that that's when I was reminded of like just the appeal of it. Like you were talking earlier, Jason, about that, you know, being in the moment and uh, the competition, but also sometimes the camaraderie when you're, uh, you know, cooperating uh, on a mm-hmm. particular game. There's there's nothing like it, and th- that is an aspect of gaming that I I love, I enjoy, I have since GoldenEye, um, and yeah, I I miss it. I want more of it.
2: Yeah. I um I I think Halo 3 was actually the first one that I played in the series. Yep, me too. And what I loved about it uh, was like, you could go through and play a level and it was like rendering the entire, like there was rendering everything going on in the level at the same time. And so after you finished a level, you could go back and watch a video playback yeah. of your game. But there was this cool editor feature where you could go to like other places going on in the level. Like Ooh. what else was happening in the level independent of where you were so you could like a 360 camera travel and go to other places and see like the like the 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 enemies like rallying at a certain point and waiting for you to show up and i was like this is like i feel like i'm seeing behind the curtain like this is a really (laughs) cool feature i don't know if they continued on with that afterwards but dude that was something i played with a lot
3: when i first got that game i've played a total of 10 minutes of Halo. Of any Halo, <laughs> all
0: right. Good. Well, then, uh, great representation here uh, of another beloved <laughs> franchise on our uh, comprehensive first-person shooter <laughs> episode here on the so, so,
2: there was a game that Jay and I used to play a bunch, uh, co-op, and I'm, gonna, I'm just bringing this up because he's not here. It's called uh, Time Splitters. I, I don't know if you guys ever played that. Yes. Yes. Really cool, like game where like the whole theme is like you play these these characters going through time trying to s- stop these bad guys from like fucking up history, like significant points in history. And like, you've got to kind of dress up and take on the weapons of all the, like of the time. Uh, So you'll be like in the forties or in, you know, the 1800s or in the far future. Uh, It it was really cool. And like the first one was cool. It had a cool co-op element, but it was time splitters too, that Jay and I spent Mm -hmm. a lot of time playing just co-op doing like split screen co-op, uh, trying to figure out our strategies to go down a level like we would figure out like all right you take the high ground on the right i'll take the low ground on the left i'll cover you you cover me and like we ended up starting to get through that thing like like with precision and you know you start you feel real proud of yourself when you're able to pull that kind of stuff off again something that i feel like is almost unique almost exclusive rather excuse me to fps's than you know other games like third person shooters. I just I don't feel like you get that feeling of immersion. Yeah. Uh, therefore, you don't get that feeling of satisfaction and accomplishment when you do get something like that right.
0: Well said, Joe. Joe, what would you say is your favorite FPS? Like the what that one you you revisit uh, that holds a special place in your heart? Bioshock Infinite. It's Bioshock. I knew it had to be one of Bioshock.
2: Those Bioshock Infinite transcends gaming to me. Like it is <laughs> one of the most important. Uh, pieces of of video game art, I think that I've ever experienced. I just think that there's so much going on. There's it's better than it needed to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's such a, a beautiful attention to detail when it comes to character development, uh, both physically and emotionally on the page. Um, I just I that game is a masterpiece to me, and I, I I've bought it on every platform that it's come out on, just because. I want to be able to play it wherever I'm at. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, without a doubt, Bioshock Infinite.
0: Even on Switch? Do you own it on Switch as well?
2: Yep, sure do. Wow. Yeah, How's
0: it play on Switch?
2: It plays fine. It yeah. plays fine on Switch. Uh, what's funny is, as much as I love Bioshock Infinite, mm-hmm. I still have yet to play the DLC.
0: Oh, interesting. There were
2: there were two pieces of DLC that came out for that game, and I, I still haven't played through. Because
0: you love it so much you don't want it to be over.
2: Exactly. Well, uh, I, I think I think you're, you're absolutely right. You hit it on the head there. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be over. Also, I'm afraid, I don't want the DLC to, to taint. taint what the experience was. Like, what I got out of Bioshock. Almost kind of like when, with Mass Effect, which isn't an FPS, but bear with me. Mm-hmm. When Mass Effect 3 came out and, like, people hated the ending to it. And they ended up going back and making adjustments and changing some stuff. And I was like, I love the end of of Mass Effect three. I thought it was perfect. It was exactly how you needed to end that story. Uh, I don't want someone to do that to my BioShock
0: Infinite. Like, don't <laughs> let me see an alternate ending. <laughs> don't Mass Effect my BioShock.
2: Exactly. <laughs> right.
0: What about you? Yeah, well, uh, I was going to ask our, our other guest, Jason. What about you? Okay. Um, you know, uh, there's there's a little piece of my
3: heart in in a lot of FPSs. Mm-hmm um uh you know uh, again wolfenstein you know uh, the the nostalgia of seeing (laughs) wolfenstein you know even if the games necessarily weren't all that great but seeing them reproduced in such great with such great graphics uh you know that that was that was a, a great blast of nostalgia and it's like oh hey you know. I'll play it and you know I only ended up playing like you know two or three missions. I was like all right and kind of, yeah. kind of, kind of done with this. It yeah. didn't really grab me, but it was it was cool to see the evolution of it, you know. Um Quake uh mm-hmm. you know um uh, especially like Quake 3 Arena. Yep. Um uh, the, the I, I I will never regret the amount of time that I spent playing Quake 3 Arena. <laughs> um, uh and it was a lot. Um you know uh but it was just fun it was so much fun uh you know and especially when uh, again the modders got into it and they built their own levels or they they took it to a whole another um you know a different aspect uh one of the mods uh was called urban terror Ooh. and they they changed it all to be you know uh inner city combat uh, uh with real weapons <laughs> Oh, uh, I you know, it. It, it, yeah, I mean, that was, that was really cool. Cause you know, you could do a free for all or a team death match or, or whatever. Nice. Um, and you know, you could play it for hours and hours and I just, yeah, spent a lot of time doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, with the, with the historical games and the call of duty is the modern warfares never really got into those. Yeah. Um, uh, don't, don't know why I couldn't tell you. They just didn't grab me. Um, yeah but again you know the far cries uh, seeing that evolution and the crisis series yeah, yeah. you know the, uh, those those all will always be so much fun uh, you know you it, the the replayability is there you mm-hmm. know if if you're if you get good enough bump up the the difficulty level and you're gonna be sucking again you know and, <laughs> and have yeah. that challenge um, so yeah I, I've just uh, just about any of them, uh, you know, as long as they aren't
0: horrible, horrible. Uh,
3: I I can find a little bit of redeeming quality in them.
0: Yeah. Well said, as well. Uh, and Joe, to answer your question, uh, for me, it's got to be Goldeneye. I mean, I, I know that's one of my yeah. first loves, uh, but I, I I've played some online FBSs before, or, uh, you know co-op and uh it's just not the same and i know they try to recreate it, you get the headset but there's something about uh, the tangibility of having the people in the room next to you and, and and hearing that and uh just kind of that excitement um yeah and, and and there's a bit of that strategy there if you could watch your uh square and uh, spy on three other squares at the same time yeah man that's that's part of the game uh but yeah love love me some goldeneye
2: it said that, that party gaming element and yeah, i think yeah, that yeah. was born with something like Goldeneye. um yeah no that's 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 a good one Well, Goldeneye, well and I mean, all, all and, quality
3: and those, those consoles were really developed for that though to have yeah. that you know the, um, the nintendo 64
0: uh, shipped with four controller four, ports yes yeah. did the game
3: board. um yep uh and you know uh those were some of the the first games that or the first systems that started to support all of that mm-hmm. stuff uh, so you had that that interaction, um, you know. But Nintendo's really always been good about that, though. You know, with with all of the health and fitness, and yeah. you know, they they want you to interact, mm-hmm. um, uh, and you know that that again, you know, makes half of the game because not only are you experiencing the game but you're experiencing the challenge with your friends right. and the you know the the ribbings and the ah oh, you suck and uh, <laughs> yeah, you man. know um you know and and that that just you know it builds camaraderie uh and Absolutely. you know solidi- solidifies those memories wow so i can i can definitely see why why that's a, a, a
0: one of your favorites yeah man i i have very uh vivid memories uh playing this with my cousins you know, around Thanksgiving when we'd all get together and, uh, cause uh, you, know, I had four friends who played video games, but, uh, it was, it was a, a rare Friday night that we were able to kind of get together and then agree on a single game to play. But, uh, you, you know, when you're, when you're a captive audience there at Thanksgiving, uh, and you don't have any no do, choice, can't go anywhere, like, well, somebody's got a fucking N64 and GoldenEye. So, uh, let's kill a couple hours doing that. And we did. Okay, if uh, Jay Gunn were still with us, his internet Sally did not return. Uh, we'll have to get his thoughts in an addendum episode. But uh, I have a feeling he'd be talking a lot about um, uh, Metroid Prime, that trilogy, and just how uh, formative that was. Kind of taking the um, immersive quality to a, to a new height, uh, where you really kind of felt like you were Samus in that suit. You can see reflections off of her uh, her helmet when certain light flares and elements, rain would run down her visor. Um, and just being a, a a great game from what I know of it, my limited gameplay, uh, I, ha- I have to imagine Jay would laud that. And also uh, another franchise he talks a lot about fondly is a Half Life, the Half Life series. Yes, it does. And uh, specifically, uh, and more recently, the uh, all VR Half Life Alex that he will not shut up about is mentioned on several episodes. He will um, not
2: shut up.
0: But but apparently it's a great game, uh, and everyone who's played it has agreed. And uh, I I really think, and I think he would uh, say this. I'm channeling him right now. Um, that it's it's kind of venturing in a new uh, w- version of of F- FPS and normalizing VR and kind of setting the rules. I don't know if you've seen gameplay footage of it, but uh, you know you can you can cock your gun with the the two little uh, VR handles, and you have to like reload your own gun. Um, which, yeah. which is something that's in yeah. FPSs now, but the actual motion of reloading the gun is, yeah. is new.
3: Now you, you want to talk about getting into that whole training aspect. Yeah, there we go. Uh, that's, that's where, yeah. you know, yeah. you start getting haptic feedback and, oh, you know, know the, the games start getting more realistic. Uh, but again, you know, there's an argument that, you know, maybe people would do that instead, instead. You know, it's an outlet, um, and that's that's terrifying. Yeah. Though,
2: if we're like, if you get the urge to kill, let me get you a Just, VR headset.
3: Yes. <laughs> and here's here's a VR headset. Go go at it. Go wild. You know. <laughs> um, Meanwhile, I'm going to call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, you're definitely on a watch list. Of course I'm surprised uh you know we haven't seen uh, a knock on Joe's door from how many times he said shoot up an airport. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: a good point. Well before uh Joe gets raided uh let's wrap up this episode because uh I think we've uh, talked a lot about first person shooters and that genre uh shared a lot of experiences uh and why they are near and dear to our hearts and yeah uh love them or hate them FPSs are here to stay and uh they have really ushered in uh, a, a new immersive type of gameplay that uh, ain't going anywhere. It's only going to get better. Yeah.
2: I, I did want to touch on a couple of things. Great. Because I, fe- I feel like anybody who knows me who listens to this episode is going to be like, but Joe, you haven't talked about, like, the <laughs> Jedi Knight franchise uh, or, or Dark Forces. You love Star Wars. They've made FPSs. Or, Joe, what about Die Hard Nakatomi Plaza or Die Hard Vendetta? And all I'm going to say is, all those games are shit. Like they're so bad and nothing is more disappointing than like having a, like a franchise and an IP that you love so much and you just can't get a decent game out of them for that like just mm. just give me a good one give me a good diehard and the bit like the best diehard games are either the nes one or the yeah. first one that came out on the playstation like and they're both like kind of a third person kind of thing and star wars like the best one is this you know bioware third person you know rpg it's and the thing is like you should be able to make those and make a good one and I just don't, I don't know why. I don't know why it's been so hard to make a good diehard FPS to save my life. I have no idea why. But, oh. yeah, just in case somebody's like, but what about this one? Yeah. Those
0: there franchises, sadly, sometimes go to the lowest bidders when it comes to game mm-hmm. developers. So, uh, yeah. yeah, they're just in it for a quick buck, sadly, and not the arts of games uh, and specifically first-person shooters.
2: Yeah. Do you, do you consider, and I don't mean to like belabor this and make this go longer than it needs to, but I think if we're going to talk about FPSs, I think there's just a few like benchmarks that we should probably mention real quick before we close it Let's out. Let's do it. Mirror's Edge, where does, where does that fall with you?
0: I'm, not, I'm unfamiliar with this game.
2: That's the the parkour, the first person parkour game. There's some fighting elements to it, but it's mostly about like kind of the parkour and like, you know, jumping through cityscapes and stuff.
3: I think that's more of an environmental game, mm. you know, uh than you know, you're 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 interacting with the environment more than you are necessarily interacting with, you know, NPCs or enemies or stuff mm. like that. You know, you're beating a timer or, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, While it has the first-person aspect, I think it is missing the shooter part of it.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I couldn't remember if there was, like, just small portions
3: where you shot up people or if it was just There might be, like, a handgun or something. I I remember bits and pieces of it. Uh, I mean, it was... That was another game that was kind of revolutionary in that aspect, Uh, you know, because I don't think there were... Mm any parkour games before that i tried
2: playing that game and i got motion sickness i never came back to it no
3: yep Mm -hmm. uh now if they made a vr of that uh that might be really interesting but i don't know how you would
0: you know without actually emulating those movements in real (laughs) life
2: even with vr like for me motion is really rough i had this game called arizona sunshine and like the locomotion of that mm. would make me like I'd have the moment I took off my headset I'd feel sick. And after playing that game for like maybe thirty minutes, I felt sick for two days. Oh no. Like I just <laughs> the oh, jet lag. Wow. I, I couldn't yeah. come back to it. Mm-mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. That happens to me too. A little vertigo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh all right. Any other FPSs that uh, we have not mentioned that need mentioning? That Jay's not here to mention? All right, so well, we're going to wrap it up then. This has been our first-person shooter episode uh, right here on the 16-Bit Gladiators. Uh, we have a social media accounts. if you want to follow us there. We have a Twitter handle, at 16-Bit Gladiators. Uh, or you can follow us on our Facebook page, you guessed it, 16-Bit Gladiators there, uh, if you want to sound off on what your favorite FPS is or some game that uh, we didn't mention. Uh, or if you're Jay Gunn listening to this episode, you can go ahead and post right there, Jay, on the Facebook page, all the stuff you would have said on this episode were you here. Uh, and if you can't remember that Just go to uh, 16bigladiators.com com. is our website Where we've got handy links To uh, subscribe to this podcast We have all of our past podcasts We are coming up Actually, this is a year I think this is our one year anniversary Of doing this podcast oh. So uh, not quite at 50 episodes yet Might uh, I don't know that we're going to make it there But uh, uh, This is episode 45 I believe uh, And we've got one more in us Uh, for 2021, uh, that we will be dropping over the holidays and that's going to be our big year end extravaganza slash games of the year episode where, uh, we're going to have a, an assorted group of past guests, uh, come on, um, to tell us what their games of the year were. Now they could either be games that uh, came out in 2021 or games that they played for the first time in 2021. Uh, and just general, uh, wrapping up, uh, yearly stuff. Uh, all next week on another episode of the 16-bit Gladiators. Okay, uh, thanks to our, uh, our 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 half guest Jay Gun. Thanks, thanks for having me. That's what he would say. Thanks, guys. There you go, <laughs> uh, Joe Cucinatti. Thanks again for uh, being here yourself. Hey, thank you and playing the part of Jay Gun uh, and as always, one of my favorite guests, man Jason Jasinski, you always bring it, and uh, we're especially passionate on this week's episode. Well, thank you very much for having me. it's always a pleasure, yeah, the pleasure is all ours. Uh, and tune in next week Especially when your cute little cat goes up on the screen <laughs> Oh my goodness Check out our Facebook page where we'll be posting a screenshot I grabbed of uh, his cat lovingly Caressing him uh, while he podcasts That's the only way you can get through this podcast While pussy. he talks
2: about these violent horrible Games, these bloody games And no. this cute little
0: cat comes up he's like Love me, uh, love the, me James. dichotomy is just poetic uh, That's the type of uh, talking insight You'll find on this year's podcast So tune in next week for our year-end extravaganza and another episode of the 16-bit gladiators bye guys it that's it man game over man it's game over what the fuck are we gonna do now you've been listening to the next wave radio network that's fucking gold